Welcome to the Lindsay and Tony podcast, where we talk about spirituality, business, and life experiences. In this podcast, we're bringing our private conversations to you. We believe that it's through discussion, action, and reflection that true change occurs. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 66, Three Ways to Be in Your Power in Your Spiritual Business and in life. In this episode, we're going to talk about what it means to actually be in your power and different strategies to actually step into your power and live the life that you actually want to live. I hope everybody enjoys the show. Hi guys, welcome. We're so excited that you're here. Today's episode is all about the three ways to be in your power when it comes to your spiritual business and in your life. So let the balloon go. Yes, and um, we wanted to talk about this episode because Lindsay, I heard her talk about this over the years, being in your power. And I think it's a beautiful thing to talk about because you could apply it to your business, to your life, to everything that you do, and you're going to understand it a little bit more after this episode. Yeah, so I don't know really why this came about, but I've been saying it a lot for a long time. And I usually talk about it with my mediumship students about being in your power but I also talk about it when it comes to just business and in life in general. And I feel like when you're in your power, you're in your truth. Because I feel like when we're in our truth, that's when we're not really overanalyzing and thinking about what we're gonna say and how we're gonna say it. Right, so think about it. When you're in your power, everything feels light, everything's flowing, everything, you're not thinking about what you're going to say and it just has that energy to it. Everybody knows what that feels like and looks like, I hope. Yeah, and if you don't... At least have a taste. Yeah, if you don't know what that looks like or what it feels like, then I want you to think about something right now that makes you feel really, really excited and you're a pro at it. So I know one of my students at the mediumship retreat, the psychic mediumship retreat, um, she was standing up doing a platform reading where you give readings to the audience and it's easy to get in your head up there and i had each student think about what really connected them with being excited about something and confident so one of them was i think worked in accounting she's very good at accounting another one could have been great at teaching but when they thought about that energy, it made them excited and you could see their energy shift when they thought about something that they were really good at. And once you open up your aura, your energy field, it actually naturally happens when you're thinking about something that you're confident in. When I think of Tony, I think of basketball. Exactly, so just think about it to put it in um, practical terms in another way, think about it in um, what's something that you've worked at for three to five years. And you, stay, and you commit it to, you stay committed to, whether it was a sport, whether it was a hobby, your job, like Lindsay was saying, um, you said Libba, or who, who was well, that? Well, I didn't say who the student was. Oh, okay, I'm, so but... somebody was, yeah, so whatever it is, think about something that you committed to and that you put in the time to do it, and right. it comes natural, it's second nature to you now. It's almost like that you're on like, autopilot. Right, you're on autopilot, so that would be being in your power. So. Let's get to the three ways that you can actually be in your power. So mm -hmm. three ways to actually get into your power in your spiritual business and in your life. Okay. You so, want to say the first so one? So number one is, and this is huge. So this goes with every aspect of life, but let's apply it to your career or business right now. Are you in a career or business that you are pulled to or that you're actually there because of security? 
And think about that with other aspects of your life, with your husband or wife, with your friends that you hang out with, with the city that you live in, with the normal habits that you do on a weekly basis. Are you pulled to those habits? Are you pulled to that career? Are you pulled to that person? Or are you just there because it's secure and it's safe and you've always done that? Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And if you're not sure, if, if you can't answer that question, you're trying to figure it out, then that means you probably aren't in alignment or you're not feeling it right now. Because normally when you're really in your power, you're so excited and you're like, oh yeah, this is like a given. I don't have to think about this. Right, think about it. If you love hockey and I say, hey, do you love hockey? Right away, you're like, oh my God, I can't wait to explain it and tell you. Right, yeah. And that's something that it's so easy for our society to make everything very comfortable where it's nine to five or if you do own your business, then you have to, you know, putting quotes, grind all day and all night instead of just being in the flow and being in alignment. So you have to think about, you know, you sometimes wanting one life and thinking that you're there feels one way. And then almost forgetting that other piece, like, am I still in my power? You know, so starting my business at the very beginning, I felt like I was so excited to have that freedom and follow my heart. But there was a week where it was very overwhelming and I was drained. So I'm like, oh, I got to realign. Something's not right. I'm not in my power. I'm allowing people to tell me when I'm going to do something instead of being in my power in that moment. That's a great point. So even if you find the career or business that you actually are pulled to, well, once you're in there, you could be pulled out of your power. If you're yeah. doing things and you're saying yes to everything and things that you're not pulled to. Right. So that's a good point to bring up. Once you do find your career or business, make sure that you're still only saying yes to things that you're pulled to. And I think when we come out of an abundance mindset, it's easy to do that compared to the lack mindset of, oh, I got to take every opportunity that comes my way. Yeah. Now let's do it on the flip side. What if you're in a career that you you're not pulled to, you're just there for security. Like I was, I wasn't, it wasn't my career, but my first year out of college, I mean, out of high school, I took a job at Cisco Food Company and mm -hmm. I was on loading trucks inside of a warehouse. <laughs> and I would work, um, I would go to school on Tuesdays and Thursdays and work Monday, Wednesday and Friday once um, school started. And I made really good money and I was, basically a lot of the time I was waiting for trucks to be unloaded so I could actually go, because I was the, the guy that unloaded the trucks I'd unload the boxes onto pallets and then the forklift drivers would come up and they would take the pallets and then go put them somewhere else. So a lot of times I'd be jammed inside of the truck because my the pallets would be um, you know, stacked in front of the rest of the boxes that I had to unload. So I'd have to go wait in the break room and mm -hmm. I'd, that's where I'd do all my college homework. So in my mind I was like, oh this, this is awesome because I get to do my homework and it was awesome looking back. But when I was working and when I was there. And when I woke up at five o'clock in the morning to be there at six, it felt like dread. It felt, it felt like heavy. It felt like I was overthinking everything. When I was in the warehouse, I, my thoughts weren't flowing effortlessly. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of that was to do with the dust that was around too, probably. But I think most likely it was because I wasn't in the environment for me to thrive. And you broke your finger, right? Oh. Or something happened with your finger? Yeah, and that's another thing too. You'll start to attract all these different <laughs> things, which you could do in something that you love too. That's life. But no, it totally, it relates because there's a box of fries and, you know, the box of fries, that's heavy. I think they're like 50 pounds per box, if I remember right. Well, a box of fries fell on my thumb and it bit my thumb all the way back and there was a pop. So yeah, so I got injured there. I ended up working there for eight months. 
But I gave this example because a lot of you might be working at jobs or careers that you once loved and then now it took on, now it got to the point to where everything's feeling stagnant, your thoughts are stagnant, and you just feel stagnant. I mean, like I got when I was teaching in the school system. So I started teaching in the school systems, loved it, passionate it, um, was passionate about it until the day that I left there. But I felt in my soul that it was time to move on to the next point, even though it was scared, you know, it, it, a little bit of fear came up and all that. And I had a safety net with a safe, secure job and everything, everything I worked for um, in college to get my college degree to have that safe, secure job. So I said all that just to give you some examples of the, the two of what it feels like when you're actually in your power in a career and what it feels like when you're not. I can share one too. Mm -hmm. Well, I thought of two of them, but I'll share one of them. It was when I was, I was learning how to bartend. I was horrible. Like I was so bad and she was trying to teach me and every bartender makes it look so easy. And there was moments where I was in flow and then there were other moments that I wasn't. And I felt so self-conscious behind the bar that I was just making stupid mistakes. Same with waitressing. When I waitressed at Hattricks in Tampa in college, I made awesome money for being a college student. I made cash um, and I was excited about that because I thought, oh, I can do this a few times a week during, during the school week and get some extra money. And then there was another thing where I babysat and I really enjoyed it. It was less money, but the um, Hattricks was more money and I just couldn't do it. Like I felt like I would mess up on orders. I forgot orders. I was not in my power. I felt very self-conscious being there. I didn't even feel good. Like I dreaded getting there. When I got there, I went into the bathroom. I was like, why am I here? And finally I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm quitting. And um, the manager's like, no, you're great at waitressing. I'm like, mm -mm. like, I do not feel pulled. I can't, I can't do this anymore. Right. And some people might be out there to, to where they, they're not in college and they have bills to pay and they have things to worry about like that. So you could see how it would even push you even closer in, to stay in there. Right. So I could see why a lot of people well, once you get, get stuck in, as well. You get locked in. But that's those are great, excellent are examples in. too, how you pointed out how babysitting paid less, but you enjoyed it more. Um, and then um, hat trick serving paid more, but you enjoyed it less. So a lot of, a lot of people listening probably had that back and forth. And I would always say, to go where you're pulled to because eventually you're going to make more from that investment. Yeah, you're so, going to make more. Yeah, so Lindsay choosing to babysit. I got with, tips and different opportunities and then it led to me being comfortable with going to the kids' houses and then mm -hmm. I could tutor later down the road too. Absolutely. So let's go to number two. Mm -hmm. So number two, once you figure out, what, and keep in mind, number one is also if you're pulled to relationships and all that too. So. Number two is once you figure out what you're pulled to, whether it's a certain person, um, relationships with friends, different um, different groups to be a part of, or whatever it is, or your career in particular, your business that takes up most of your time um, throughout throughout the week. Once you figure out what that is, what you're pulled to, and you're not lying to yourself, like it's real, commit, commit to it, commit to it, commit to it, because in this commitment and in this putting in this time and how much time we don't know. Malcolm Gladwell says that you have to put in 10,000 hours to become a professional. We know that you have to put in hours and hours and hours and hours and thousands of hours mm -hmm. to get into that state of flow. And that's what this commitment is all about. You want to commit to something until you could do it without even thinking about it. 
Exactly. And I feel like that's a really good point because sometimes people give up when they first start. So it's important to stay committed and stay consistent with what you're doing. And I think that's a big thing when it comes to alignment is really following the things that bring you joy. But if it's something that brings you joy, start to tweak what, you know, maybe for me with my business at the very beginning, I wanted to do all graphic design stuff. I wanted to do that because I wanted to take control of it. I started to realize that maybe I should hire that part out at the very beginning of my business because I really didn't know what my brand was. So it's almost like taking the consistency and the commitment, committing to it, but also reworking it in the right way of how it needs to to alter and change and get help outside. I think that comes with commitment. Absolutely, that, power that's part to delegate. of it. It is to delegate. It's when you commit to something like Lindsay and I, we we're committed to our businesses, to the education profession, to the industries that we're in. We're committed to it. And when you commit to it, you will do it until you will figure everything out until you figure it out. So yes, that has to do with going to different workshops learning, continuous um, to learn in mm -hmm. your industries that you're in, everything underneath that umbrella. So you're committing to becoming a professional, just like an athlete would, or a musician, like Beyonce. Mm -hmm. She's singing, she commits. I read something um, I forget exactly. I think it said she worked, she practiced for eight months, dedicated eight months of like full-time work to do a two hour performance. Mm -hmm. I could see that for her too. So that's commitment within that commitment. You know, she was learning, she was surrounded by people that was helping her. She was doing the skills, practicing, um, all to show up powerfully for those mm -hmm. two hours. Exactly. So, so think about Another thing you want to think about too is think about uh, things that you didn't commit to, things that you might tell people. So I hear people say all the time when I go to play basketball, well, I, I can't be good at basketball. I've said that. Lindsay said that. Person. A lot of people said that. And I said, oh yeah, well, have you ever committed to it? Like, have you ever like meaning, like, have you ever put in three to five years or even one year of just practicing 30 minutes a day? And if the answer is no in whatever area it is, you haven't given yourself enough time. Mm -hmm. And then you become in your power because that gave me an example of when Tony was saying, come on, just shoot for a little bit. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. I'm dreading it. I'm thinking back to like third grade when I quit basketball when I tried it for a short amount of time in tryout season. And um, we were playing basketball and he's like, no, you need to be one with the hoop. You have to just imagine that you are like in a state of flow and you have to, instead of like thinking about it, just imagine, I don't know what you told me to visualize, but you whatever you did, it. I was feeling, feeling letting go of the basketball and all of a sudden I started to get all these shots and I don't know how many I did in a row, but it's not really heard of for me um, when it comes to basketball. But it felt totally different when I was in alignment with that process of just allowing and not forcing and thinking too much about it. Absolutely, and it was all from her belief in me coaching her, so believing the people that, you, that you're being coached by, mm -hmm. and also her practicing enough to where she could get out of her head and into her heart and feel. So in basketball, basketball's taught me everything about life. You get out of your head and into your heart, and then mm -hmm. you feel it rather than thinking about how much pressure do I got to put on this shot? How much? No, you feel it. You feel the basketball hoop. You feel the basketball. You feel the energy that you're playing with. And yeah. I think when we do that with everything in life and we give ourselves enough time to commit and we commit to things, we could get to that state to where we're actually feeling it, feeling it yes. and not thinking about it. Definitely. So should we go to number three? Yes. So number three is 
once you figure out what you're pulled to in life, every area, commit to it, give yourself time, and surround yourself with mastermind groups. So that's a word that's thrown around a lot, Yeah. mastermind groups. What we mean by that is one or more people that you're working with on a weekly basis to meet your goals, to meet where you're, where you're where, to meet, to help you get from where you are to where you're going yeah. in, in every area in your life. And that's not just a vent fest, because it could start as getting a group of people to meet and talk and mm-hmm. um, make things happen, but it's very easy for it to start as like, oh, I gotta tell you what happened, this horrible thing happened. It's not like that. Actually, masterminds can be like that. It can yeah. switch to that. So it's important to actually be led by a leader that we're going in a good direction. We're actually getting someplace. We have a clear focus. We have an intention. And then maybe at the end of that mastermind to kind of talk about like what's really going on. And sometimes you can use that venting session to create solutions. And other times it's just for some reason the direction could go into let's complain but not get solutions. Absolutely. So you have to be careful and be aware of that. So you pick your masterminds wisely Yeah. in that case. And keep in mind, let's put this in context on what masterminds are. So I have a group of buddies that I meet up with throughout the week, early in the morning, like sometimes 5 a.m., sometimes 6 a.m. to work out um, and to do to, to get our exercise in and start our day off right. I look at that as that's one of my mastermind mm-hmm. groups. I'm, I got people that I know that are going to be there in the morning and I'm committed to it and they're bringing good energy with the same goal of starting their day off right, getting in good shape mentally, physically, and we have great conversations. That's one of the masterminds. Another mastermind could be like a private group that you're a part of on Facebook. I know one of Lindsay's is Danette Mange. You're, mm-hmm. you're part of her uh, fit group. Yeah, it's um, Fit Rise and fit it's Rise. all about eating healthy and you know, people motivate them themselves in there, like motivate other people. I actually am more of the person that's like sitting in the background. I'm like, oh, there's a before and after photo. This actually gives me some like, like a lift when I need it. Like, oh, this is really good to be eating healthy. And that's because two minds cannot come together without a third mind coming into existence. So one or more people you meet up with, with every area of your life you just you have these people that are like your soulmates they're your teammates and you just you have the same goal and you mm-hmm. allow the process to unfold and then it helps you stay committed it helps you uh, get in tune with yourself and it helps you get clarity around all the areas that you're working on and it helps you when you're in your own power and then you have other people that are in their power and they have the same focus it brings up the levels like Tenfold. So that's something to be aware of. That whenever you're gathering with one or more people, you're creating a mastermind. So think about who you're hanging out with. Yeah. Thinking about who you're, what you're talking about with these people. Do you feel energized when you leave? Do you feel drained? Like these are the common things that you can think about because we don't realize that every single time we're on the phone or every time that we're in person with someone, we are like there is a vibration, a frequency that's emitting out with the two of you. Absolutely, that's a great point. Or more. So everybody listening is already participating in all kinds of groups of different masterminds. Yeah. The people that you talk to on a weekly basis, daily basis, mm-hmm. over the telephone, the people that you work with, the people, your husband, your wife, your kids, everybody, every, your people at the church you go to or at the, the meetup, whatever meetup it is, any meetups, Alcohol Anonymous, um, 
What are some other meetups? Yeah, well, even <laughs> like walking in, like spending time to work at a specific coffee shop. That's why we're really picky mm -hmm. about where we work too. You're in the energy and the frequency yes. or other of other people. So we started to realize um, a similar thing when we were on planes and we started to have different experiences on mm -hmm. planes. And you're somehow there's a connection between you and another person that you sit with, no matter where you are, whether you realize it or not, there's some sort of energetic pattern that's very similar. So there's a reason for that. So think about that the next time that you're sitting in a space, does it feel good to be in there? You know, you're gonna end up being pulled to where you're naturally, you know, where your energy is being pulled, but pay attention to that too. Absolutely. So. So. I think it's about it, right? Yeah, I think being in your power is really important, but also just becoming aware of what actually pulls you in your power, what you feel aligned to, what excites you. That's the thing that's gonna maximize everything, every area of your life. So don't settle for anything less. Absolutely. So we hope you enjoyed this episode and we will see you on the next one. Bye guys. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you liked it, leave a five-star review on iTunes. And remember, subscribe to our YouTube channel too. If you can think of anyone else that would love this episode, share it with them right now on social media or email. And remember, getting results is a process of learning, applying, and reflecting. Stay consistent and continue to grow every day.